It's time for Takes on Takes. You know the drill. You supply the takes. We give you the take on your take today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, can I start us with a take? That would be very appropriate for takes on it's takes here. It's weird to take, right? But like yeah. me having a take for takes on takes, and when we usually BS the first three minutes of the show, just wanted to clear it with you before. Yeah, we... all right. Let's get right into it. Minute 30 in. I got to ask you how you watched the game last night. Congratulations. We were on opposite ends of picking that game, and you, you correctly selected the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the game. How I watched it? Um, yeah. Sitting on the couch, using no, my no, eyes. What? what stream what offering was it on amazon tv was it on twitch how'd you watch it? Yeah. amazon prime yeah amazon prime. so prime video yeah. yeah uh i watched i watched it on twitch because i have the app on my phone and a lot of my time right now is spent in the evenings in a dark room in a rocking chair with a small child yeah so headphones watched it on twitch and the take is this i have never felt more detached from football fans than watching a football game on Twitch with the live comments that are happening on the Twitch stream of an NFL game. What, you, um, what makes you feel detached there? Is it just like, you don't, they don't see it the same way you do. Is it just smack? Yes. Yeah. And it, it, you could tell it's, it's a lot younger demographic. Like Twitch is like, mm-hmm. what's Twitch for streaming games? And I used to have like a connection with kids when I used to work in a, a different industry. And I worked in the health and fitness industry where I would have clients who were seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th grade. Right. So you'd have like kids you'd work with and they kind of keep you in the loop. Mm-hmm. I got no idea what's going on. Yeah. I, I got no idea what they're talking about. These catchphrase, like the entire chat is saying, like these, I, I'm guessing they're like memes or or whatever. And I'm just like, this is half as entertaining as the game, but I'm also extremely confused. Wow. I've never felt more detached from uh, the the football football uh, community because we usually watch games and we tweet it out on on Twitter, and yeah. your timeline's filled with people that you've curated and cultivated versus just a live scroll of comments. Well, look at you feeling detached because you're usually pretty dialed in on like the demographics and what's going on. Yeah, big epiphany for me is it's like, wow, I'm out of it. I've been there for a while. So welcome. Welcome to Uh, the club. I have another take. The Tennessee Titans probably would have liked to have found another four points last night. So running on third and 10 at the end of the first half when Will Levis was on fire was probably pretty dumb. They knew that I needed to win. What? Like what? Joe, what? 
What's the justification for going down the field in a minute and 30, having free runners all over the place because the pass rush wasn't getting home and Pittsburgh secondary couldn't cover anybody. And you get to third and 10 in the red zone and you run the ball. You know, they say Bill Parcells always said the best red zone teams are ones that can run the ball in the red zone. It's critical. Not on third and 10 when you're in two minute offense and you volley, you, you punt on a chance to get a touchdown and take the three. And guess what? You lost by the difference of if you'd have got a touchdown or kicked the field goal. Shall we get Unreal. into the takes on? We're, we're four go and a half ahead. in now. We here we go. The first yeah, one we here. Did, we did. The, we filled the filibuster, and now we're ready to just, go. I'm excited. But. We got good stuff to get here, and some good Teddy Take of the Week nominees. We'll go hot with one right off the bat. Dolphins okay. craze. The 49ers have the least sustainable roster of all the contenders in the NFL due to John Lynch's drafting plus the Trey Lance trade. The most important part of roster building is having young and cheap talent, along with the stars you paid. They haven't had a first-round pick since Trey Lance. Also, their day-two picks since that deal are nothing to write home about. They got lucky with Purdy and Hufanga, but then took a kicker this year in the third round who's largely been inconsistent. This is not to mention some of the positions they have paid, including tight end, linebacker, and running back. Um, I think having Brock Purdy gives them a leash, right? That's your lifeline is you have a seventh-round rookie contract at quarterback. Now, you I, are you worried about the pipeline? Yeah. I think this iteration of the team is probably the best one you're going to see uh, for a little bit because they're going to have to transition away from some players and make some salary cap adjustments. And oh, San Francisco is currently scheduled uh, to be 27th in the league in salary cap space as things currently stand. Uh, at negative $13.5 million in 2024, but that's before you get into restructures and um, the levers. Joe, you'd like to talk about levers, right? Mm-hmm. Teams pulling levers. Here are the expiring contracts for San Francisco, with them being $13 million in the red for 2024. Chase Young, Sam Darnold, Javon Kinlaw, Tashawn Gibson, Oren Burks, Cleveland Farrell. That's really it for meaningful players. We okay next year, right? So they they can sustain much of this. The question is, what are you doing with the Brandon Ayuk contract? Yeah. If you don't commit to that long term because you know you're not going to have the space to make it work, do you make a move next off season and restart that process of having rookie contracts by getting some assets? Yeah. I thought they did a good thing conceptually trading DeForest Buckner and getting that first round pick back. Uh, problem is Javon Kinlaw hasn't matched DeForest Buckner in any way, shape, or form. But I think some of that might be necessary to kind of replenish. Um, but yes, I think they do need to find more meaningful young talent to offset their roster and kind of how it skews. And, you know, the reality is you mentioned Brock Purdy as kind of their lifeline, but I mean, it feels like we're kind of getting into the adversity component of Brock Purdy's glow up, right? It seems to happen with all these Shanahan quarterbacks where they come out pretty hot. They um, they make plays. You start to really believe in Shanahan, and then it's like, all right, well, now some of the de- the supporting cast is not there for him. The results are a little bit more inconsistent. The metrics aren't necessarily showing that you know there's a, there's as much to love. And so for this lifeline, it's not like this lifeline is is a Jalen Hurts lifeline. Or right, you know that type of thing. Like you're, 
you're you're hoping that he doesn't fully regress into that scouting report. Right. So here's what I can tell you. San Francisco, they can base salary restructure Trent Williams and get out of the red from a salary cap perspective. Yeah, there's a lot of levels, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Right? Debo Samuels, 14 million. Fred Warner is 11.1. Christian McCaffrey, seven. Javon Hargrave, six and a half. George Kittle, if you wanted to, was 8.6. Like you got all the levers in the world. That, that puts them in almost $50 million in cap space. So they can extend this out, but the worry is if you do that, it doesn't happen at the top. It deteriorates from the middle, right? The middle-class players on your roster you can't afford to keep anymore because you decided who your star players are that you're going to pay. And if you don't draft well, the bottom of the roster is not good either. So you become this older, top-heavy team down the road. That's the worry for San Francisco. But I think they're well within the model of this approach to team building and, and salary cap management. None of that stops me from going after Kirk Cousins, I'll tell you that. I'm Sam Fran. That two-year deal? I'd do it. I do. It. You want to maximize your window? Restructure all these guys and get Kirk yeah. on a two-year deal. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd roll the dice with that more than hoping Brock Purdy can continue his development with modest, you know, foundation to work from. So, right. All right, a, a ton to get to, uh, but you got to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the funnest, most exciting, easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. The format is incredible. It's just you versus the numbers. It's not you versus. Thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you versus numbers. Here's what you do. You select two or more players, you pick more or less in their projected stats, and you place your entry. That's it. It does not take long. Picks can be made in under a minute, and then when you win, the withdrawals are super, super quick. A lot of fun games this weekend. Chiefs, Dolphins, the uh, Seattle, Baltimore, Bills, Bengals, Cowboys, Eagles. Maybe you think there's some of these games are going to be shootouts. Go and hit the over on prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. And use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Joe. I, I will allow us to get back on track because I know you're excited about the slate. And then we got through segment one and we answered one question. Yeah. Corey Leonard Williams will be looked at as the best trade acquisition from this year comfortably. Fits perfectly with what Clint Hurt wants to do. Can play every position on the D-line. And Reed, Jones, and Edwards are already playing well. He'll be able to stay fresh and be the best version of himself. Probably. You can see the path here for sure, right? Like, But I think there's other good moves. Chase Young, good move to San Francisco. Ezra Cleveland, good move to Jacksonville. Rasul Douglas, good move to Buffalo. I can feel like all of those players have a real chance to make an impact the rest of the way for their respective teams. Yeah. So sure. But also I don't think it's like a, he uses words like. like who's, the, who's, the most, who's, who's the most accomplished player. Oh, it's Leonard, Leonard Williams. Right. So I think if yeah. you want to look at it through the lens of what he's been confidence and that's what he's going to be, yeah. you could forecast it that way. I think that's fair. All right, we got some Raiders head coaching stuff to get into here. Phillip says, the Raiders hire their fourth straight head coach. That first name starts with the letter J, Jim Harbaugh. Interim head coaches don't count. Jim Harbaugh, the Raiders head coach, is that the next move for him? Probably won't be in Michigan. Yeah, things are weird there, right, with yeah. whatever the, the signals. And stealing signs is one thing, but the 
nationwide tour of filming opposing sidelines from the stadium is weird. It's, but it's is, it, weird is it the Raiders? Like, this guy's felt like he's been NFL demand, like, for a while now. The Raiders? I mean, last last year, did he interview in Minnesota? He did interview in Minnesota. And it was about leveraging Michigan for a better deal. And then all this yeah. nonsense has come up. And Do I feel like that's the kind of move that Mark Davis would make? Yes. But if you're Harbaugh and you have options, is that the one you're taking? How high are they picking? Does it matter? Oh, yeah. He's going to go there and take J.J. McCarthy in the first Next year, right? Yeah, I mean, like. Yeah. He's going to go there. He's going to go and take J.J. McCarthy to be his quarterback. So what's like your, what's your temperature in terms of likeliness? Like, what's your percent chance that this is a real outcome? Acknowledging that, that him not going to the NFL at all is also a, yeah, Raiders or the field? Raiders or the field? Twenty percent. Okay, that's pretty. I think that's a pretty. I would. I was going to say more ten to fifteen. So like a solid percent, yeah. but not great. I don't think he's going to have a huge market in the NFL. Right. That's probably true. So if it's the Raiders or Toledo, right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Hey, go go go! Get your ten million dollars a year from the Raiders. But he might just chill for a year. You know what I mean? We've might. seen this. Kind of yep. just let things play out a little bit. Uh, Sinrick, Lou Anarumo, and his rumored OC for the Cardinals job, Clint Kubiak, would be a great fit in Vegas if they let Lou build the defense through free agency like the Bengals did in 2020 and 2021. You get a blank See, this slate. Is, so that's, this that's is more along good. the lines of what I'm thinking for the Raiders. Right. They They probably should do that too, right? We've been chasing a certain kind of coach and it hasn't worked out particularly well. So why don't we try something different? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the sell to free agents to come to Vegas is tough right now. The team has not been successful. You have not been competitive. I think you'd have to draft well first and get a proof of concept to players to get them to want to come. I have been researching Lou Anarumo, obviously, this week, and I think the world of Lou Anarumo. Something that really surprised me in my studies of Lou Anarumo this week is that in his five full seasons as an NFL defensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. he's never ranked higher than 16th in total defense. The stats aren't pretty, but it's how he schemes. Yards or points. Total defense yards. His his best. He's only finished higher than 16th once in scoring defense. Once in 17, higher than 17th once in scoring defense. Like his the, the defense are not statistically pretty. It's how he can scheme and call plays in high leverage situations that he's shown right. really since that 2021 playoff run. That, right, that changes everything. So I was pretty floored by, by seeing you know how yeah, the, that, is, that is pretty surprising. Numbers don't really match the. The yeah, kind of the percept. Yeah, it doesn't, but I don't I like Lou Anarumo. Okay, here we go. I know that I'm is my video frozen. Here I it am. It is I frozen. Can, here yeah, you, you yeah. love that. That's what I get for trying to pull up a tab um while recording. I was, I was wondering whose fault this was, but it's yeah, it's no it's you it's, you have established it's yours. 100 percent my fault. Uh Ian down by the river. <laughs> that's the name. Down says by the river. There will be 
a head coaching change in six NFL divisions, not the AFC South, not the NFC West, from 2023 week one to 2024 week one. So between now and then, will we get it one division, one head coaching change per division, not including the AFC South or NFC West? All right, so we're ruling out the NFC West because we think Gannon in year one gets leeway and we think McVay doesn't retire in spite of having welcoming his first child of the world, right? That's who, who's getting, who's not going to be there in the AFC East Belichick. That's, that's the most like, I mean, the team's two and six, they're in last place in the AFC. So, right, that so that's would what you be, would, that would be the likely, the likely one. And, and it's how much stock do you take into the first reported terms of Bill Belichick's contract in yeah. the entire history of Bill Belichick working for the Patriots conveniently at two and five, it comes out that he got a contract extension. The the North, who's going there? Stefanski. That's your Stefanski. Stefanski would be your scapegoat if Cleveland's yeah. season falls off the rails. He eliminated the South. So the West, who's going in? The, we've already had the West. It's already, already had the West. It's done. The NFC East. East. NFC East. Rivera, Rivera is out. N- yeah. NFC North. Eberflus. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, NFC South, who's going there? Allen? It should be bowls. It could be. I I would say no, just because there's too many things that yeah. have to break. Yeah, I, I like the back. it's aggressive take. We always celebrate that. I don't yep. think it's going to be true. Yeah, I agree. That guy, Jose, says the Giants did not make the wrong decision by extending Daniel Jones at the time. Saquon was asking for too much. DJ won us a playoff game. Even though regression was expected, nobody could have foreseen what has happened. Plus the schedule has been brutal. Only elite teams could have gone through that six-game stretch with a winning record. Also, also, I like this one. Carne asada is overrated. Chicken is better for most Mexican dishes. I think that's true. That is factual. Just, just better consistency. That is, that, yep, that yeah. is factual. Yeah. Um, listen, I think I think that, that guy, Jose, has a point here because you and I both projected some pretty nice things for Daniel Jones this year. Mm-hmm. And it's not they didn't pay him $50 million. They paid him 40 which is like still a lot of money. It's still a lot of money, but in relative to NFL quarterbacks, it's very middle of the pack. So uh, I think if you looked at the Giants and what they did last year and what their investment opportunities were, paying Daniel Jones the contract that they did is a very defensible position to take. Uh, I think you can look at, okay, what what was the upgrade opportunity that they were going to have? You didn't get a lot that gave you warm and fuzzies, and, and they made the playoffs and won a playoff game, so they're – they pick what 20 Deontay banks at 25, 26, 23, 24, something somewhere in that stratosphere. Right. Like, yeah, you weren't picking a quarterback there. So, or if, and if you did, you had no confidence, right. But what was your confidence level of Will Levis being there in March when you had to make the Daniel Jones decision? Not very good, but always the quarterback that you thought toolsy quarterback, like Levis with Brian Dable, you start thinking about Josh Allen, you like it. Right. Then they should have taken him anyway. Correct. You know, like because the Daniel Jones contract is in spite of the terms, it's not hard to get out of. It's really this year, next year. I'm, I'm curious what float around. I'm going to float around and produce this thing. Give me a minute. Kyle is floating around producing this thing. I'm always my favorite moment when I have to filibuster. I'm so good at this. Really, my, my strength in life is filibustering. 
for Kyle to look up a contract. Daniel Jones. Kyle. Okay, so so they they could trade Daniel Jones this upcoming offseason, one year after a four year hundred sixty million dollar contract was was given, and save fourteen million dollars against the cap. Who, who's trading for this contract? Who? Okay, the, if all of the guaranteed money is off the table, right? Which happens in trades, right? So you're just bringing in a salary that you could part ways from at any point. I mean, from a cash perspective, he's owed 36 ne- next year and 30 and a half the year after that. And then pretty digestible. Right. And then 47 and a half of fully non-guaranteed money in 2026. But you, that's still a, that's a lot to, it's a lot to consider. I, they, they didn't, I think more than likely he's going to stay as a quarterback of the Giants. Correct, but I'm but I'm saying the contract was structured in a way this this is not an albatross contract like I think that like the Kyler Murray correct. contract is. Correct, 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 correct. So the fact that they structured it the way that they did, I think it's very defensible to say you did the right thing by signing Daniel Jones with what last season looked like. I think the issue with New York was always the the cast around him. And we talked about how bad it was last year and how they just managed to push the right buttons and out coach and, and scheme up throws. And what happens if everybody has an off season to catch up with everything that you do and you don't bring in difference makers from a talent yeah. perspective and you try yeah. to do the same thing. Yeah. You're going to get busted. And they did. Yeah. All right. We're talking touchdown celebrations. And if Matt Eberflus is one of the worst three head <laughs> coaching hires of the last 20 years, but, I got to tell you about DoorDash, folks. I'm obsessed with DoorDash. I love the convenience. It is simply unmatched, especially in my busy life, right? We're all busy. We're all wondering what we're going to make for dinner and when we're going to have time to get to the grocery store. Stop worrying about it. DoorDash can handle that for you. They'll bring you food from your favorite local restaurants. I am, uh, listen, I've ordered from the smoke pit six times in the last 14 days. I checked out my order history today on DoorDash. They bring me, yeah, man, it's the protein, man. They give me wings and sausage and, and barbecue. I absolutely love it. Uh, they will, I mean, all my favorite local restaurants, they, I can get my food from there and also groceries, right? They'll, they'll give you groceries, bring them right to your front door, just like you pick them off the shelf for yourself. So stop worrying about what's for dinner. Stop worrying about what you're going to snack on. Stop worrying about if you've got, you know, a, a C4, uh, an energy drink in the, in, in the fridge. You can, you can order that from DoorDash. They'll bring it right to your house as Kyle sips away on his, we got I'm a mixing deal it here. With Gatorade now, right there you go. It's you so know, so you get your Gatorade and your yeah, a little bit of sodium there, a little bit there of a boost. Go. I like hydrated. It. Got a deal here. Get fifty percent off up to a ten dollar value when you spend fifteen bucks or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked Twenty Three. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, don't forget to use code Locked Twenty Three for fifty percent off up to a ten dollar value when you order from DoorDash. You download the, the app and spend fifteen dollars or more. Subject to change, terms apply. All right, Kyle. Give me, the, give me this coaching take because we're gonna Matt, throw a lot of, we're gonna throw a lot of cold water on this take right now. Matt Eberflus will go down as one of the top three worst coaching tenures in the last twenty years. Between the lack of improvement, players getting worse when they come here, multiple coaches being let go midseason due to conduct, and so many embarrassing performances, it's clear that this experiment has been a failure. Well, yes, the experiment's been a failure. I think we can all agree there, right? Yeah. This isn't even one of the worst, the three worst offensive, or this is not one of the three worst NFL head coaching tenures of the last 
five years. Let's do it. I, I'll throw one out there. Jim Tom Sula, San Francisco 49ers. 2015, he was on my list. How about Nathaniel Hackett last year? One oh. and done, didn't make it to the end of the season. How about Urban Meyer the year before that? Oh, one and done, didn't make it to the end of the season. How about Matt Patricia? How about Josh McDaniels, which just went Chip down? Kelly, Chip Kelly in San Francisco. The second one, that was bad. Uh, Rod Marinelli, hello. Welcome to the yep. conversation. Yep. A- Adam Gase with the Jets. Jets, Jets, Adam Gase. How about Cam Cameron, one and done in Miami? Yeah, I knew, I knew you'd have that one up yep. your sleeve. Yeah. Hugh Jackson. Oh, brother. Uh, 2011 with what the was he like two and, and, th- the, and then the Browns one, he was two, two and 32. <laughs> yeah. Man. There's, there's been some bombs out there, there, brother. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. And there's probably people yelling at us right now. Like, I can't believe you didn't think of this one. How about uh, Steve Wilkes in, in Arizona? That, that was a rough one. Cliff? That was three, three and It went to the playoffs. I can't. I mean, Cliff's not. That was probably a little aggressive, but that for the it. hype and, and for the resume, like the qualifications for the job, yikes. Uh, Rob Chudzinski in Cleveland. Judd. Pulled him from that Panthers team, right? Uh, Malarkey in Jacksonville, two and one. fourteen. It's a good one. Uh, let me see. We got a few. Uh, Bobby Petrino. Oh yes. <laughs> Yo, that's a good <laughs> that's poll right up there. Well, that's a good poll after the, like the disaster ending. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sitting the... here just like scrolling Mid-season's through. He's out of here. Oh man. And he he got a 10-year deal no, from Atlanta. 10 years. <laughs> Kyle. Ten are they, done, are they done paying him? Is that oh, still on the books? No, 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 no. He got a 10-year deal with Louisville and then left okay. for the NFL a few months after getting his 10-year deal, which is your, okay. your red flag there for you for, for Bobby yeah. Petrino. There's some doozies out there, man. Some absolute doozies. Art Shell the second time. Oh six. That's about it for the last twenty years. Yeah. So I'm sitting here going through NFL reference, looking at teams and records and their coaches and that stretch. And Eberflus is like certainly like we're not we're not celebrating Eberflus. He's up he's up there, but like definitive top three. Yeah, you got I, some contenders. I'm, I'm, I'm passing on that. Josh says big man celebrations, like letting the center spike it, are infinitely more pleasing than individuals doing their dance like the gritty leaping in the stands from a from a former peaked in, in high school quarterback give the big boys some love and give them more touches too i really like this take and, and i never really thought about it until i read the take because i don't know you see you see these skill players like do their dances and stuff like that and it's like cool I feel something when you see a, like a O lineman just spike the ball in it, like it's like like a good result, like it hits off the ground and goes flying. Like there's an right. a, there's an energy that I feel there. Like I don't know, I, I can watch receivers and running backs do dances all the time. That doesn't move the needle. I I think there's something true to this. I'll buy. Are you into like the group? Um, I yeah. know the Dolphins have had some what conga lines and all kinds some, of stuff. Some choreographed. Yeah, you into yeah. that? Yeah, I think it's fun. I, I don't. I. I. I don't know if I hate. I don't. I'm pretty indifferent on the group ones, but I like celebrations. They're fun. I like fun. If you don't like celebrations, then yeah, what are we even doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't tell you. Uh, Evan would say here that the Washington Commanders will go at most one and eight 
their last nine games and finish with a max record of four and 13. This will land them a top three pick in Caleb Williams or Drake May. He said, do the thing. Kyle, I'm seeing a lot of love here for, for Drake May jumping Caleb Williams. Dane Brugler this week yeah. had May over Williams. And I, I, if, I don't, I don't know if that's a trendy conversation, but. Yeah, I, I think it'll only get hotter now that, that Dane kind of came out and, and did it. Mm-hmm. And Dane's been a big Drake May fan for the entire process. So I'm not surprised that that's, that's a, a direction that he's cho- chosen to go because I, I think I said on here last week, I thought Drake May, after kind of a slow start in the new scheme, uh, has made some strides. I still have some prominent questions, and I have more questions than I do with with Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams is probably a little less traditional. And you know how NFL teams get with non-traditional at quarterback, right? Yep. Painting FU on his fingernails, and he's very deliberate. We've spoken with Caleb. We met yep. Caleb. I thought he was awesome. Correct. But you're not <laughs> a 65-year-old billionaire owner of a franchise or a VP of football ops or GM that's been a football guy for the last 40 years who sees right. a QB that that um, has a little bit of a, an edge to him, right? He's got some flair to him. Yeah, He's but he was also – there's, there's a coolness about him, though, man. Like, we we got that. I, I don't he gave disagree. us, like, that's 20 fun. minutes, right? Like – and we mm-hmm. saw the the whole gamut of like that it's all edginess there. to him, but like man, just like a process through and through, hardworking guy that loves and cares about football. It's important to him, right. you know what I mean? Like I got, I got, I don't know, I like that package, right? And he talked about like him and his dad and, and their entire plan to to get him yeah. to the pros and the process. I'm sure there's probably some teams that are a little skittish about his dad being hands on too, just because that there's there's all those layers. So then you have Drake May, who's you know, cookie cutter, six foot five. Who threatened to leave North Carolina if they didn't get rid of the OC? I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm <laughs> you telling know what I mean? you why the, the the narrative probably is the way that it is. Yeah. The, are the Commanders going one and eight the rest of the way? I think that's what okay, so Evan would like to know. That's at New England, at Seattle. Not looking good either. No, not looking either good. of those. Uh, home against the Giants. They've already lost yeah, to the Giants. I, no, I put the seven. I, I think they have two maybes already right there. New England and, and yeah, New York. Those are two maybes. At Dallas. Not looking good. Home against Miami. No. By week. Not at will L- not lose. At at LA Rams. Is that a maybe? At LA Rams? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably at not. New York Jets. No. San Francisco 49ers. Not good. Dallas Cowboys. No chance. That's it. They have two maybes. So he says go at most one and eight. I think that's probably true. It's four and probably. 13 gets you a top three pick. They are who we thought they were. They were two and oh, Kyle. They were two and oh. Yep. Two and oh, beat the Cardinals. Resilient. Resilient, Kyle. Five points. Congratulations. Told they're a resilient football team. Yeah. They are who we thought they were. I'm good. No more. Uh, the one that I have left is from Steve. And if the Bills lose this week, they miss the playoffs. I think we can leave that. We, we can move on. We'll we'll revisit that next week and see, see what happens <laughs> on Sunday, right? <laughs> hey, real quick, my my thoughts on the Bills. You got three gotta have it's Jets, Patriots, Denver at home. That's three wins that get you to eight. Go three and three the rest of the way. Now, the problem is the rest of the way is Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, Dolphins, Cowboys, Chargers. Can you go three and three there? I'm not sure. Print yeah. the shirts for you, the Dolphins, you, you right? You can. You can print the shirts. 
you can go three and three there the rest of the way. That's going to we'll do it for see. us here on this Friday Takes on Takes episode of Locked NFL Scouting. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. We are out of here. Enjoy week nine of the NFL season. It was underway last night with Thursday Night Football. We'll be back on Monday to talk about all the action on Sunday.